Today's visit to the National Day calendar reveals what many would regard as plain old silliness. Apparently, it is National Chocolate Custard Day, National Garden Meditation Day, National Two Different Colored Shoes Day, and National Lumpy Rug Day. If Charlottesville Community Engagement had a budget for promotional prizes, one would go for a winning photograph in a contest to capture the essence of all four of these fantastical days. But in all seriousness, May 3rd is also World Press Freedom Day, and I'm honored to be able to bring you this information as many days as possible. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. On today's program, the chair of the Albemarle Board of Supervisors will run for the Virginia House of Delegates. Several tourist destinations across the region receive matching funds from the Virginia Tourism Corporation. The head of the Thomas Jefferson Area Coalition for the Homeless briefs council on progress towards getting everybody housed. And the Albemarle Architectural Review Board takes a first look at a project to build 81 units of permanent supportive housing. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out, we are now well into spring, and many of us may have already turned on our air conditioning units for the first time in months. To see what you can do to get the most out of your home, contact LEAP, your local energy nonprofit, to schedule a home energy assessment this month. Just $45 for city and county residents. LEAP also offers free home weatherization to income and age-qualifying residents. If someone in your household is age 60 or older, or you have an annual household income of less than $74,950, you may qualify for a free energy assessment and home energy improvements, such as insulation and air sealing. Sign up today to lower your energy bills, increase comfort, and reduce energy waste at home. The chair of the Albemarle Board of Supervisors has announced that she will be a candidate for the Democratic nomination in the new 55th District for the Virginia House of Delegates, whether the next election is held this year or in 2023. Scottsville Supervisor Donna Price announced this morning on Facebook that yesterday's leak of a Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe v. Wade prompted her to file for her candidacy. She said in the post that she filed her campaign committee paperwork to be a candidate whether the election is held this year or next. Federal Judge David Novak is currently deliberating on whether Richmond attorney Paul Goldman has the legal standing to have filed a suit claiming Virginia's current legislative districts are unconstitutional because they are still based on the 2010 census. The Virginia Supreme Court adopted new districts drawn by special masters in late December after a redistricting commission failed to reach consensus. The incumbent in the 55th district is Republican Rob Bell, who currently sits in the 58th district. The new 55th district covers most of Albemarle County, western Louisa County, and northeastern Nelson County. Price joins Kellen Squire as declared Democratic candidates in the 55th district. Squire ran against Bell in 2017 for the 58th district and was defeated 61.2% to 38.71%. Bell outraised Squire $471,519 to $115,210 that year. Squire was briefly a candidate in the 2021 lieutenant governor's race. The first campaign finance report for the next House of Delegates race is not due until July of 2022. 
In her announcement on Facebook, Price said she was running now to protect reproductive rights, which she said are one vote away from being overturned in Virginia. In her statement, Price said that the country is in a legally existential battle for the rights of Americans. Price was elected to the Board of Supervisors in 2019 by beating Republican Michael Hallahan on a 55 to 44 percent margin. Hallahan raised $92,256 to Price's $38,234. Squire is an emergency room nurse, and he said he will be making a formal announcement on Friday, but responded to a question this morning. He said that he filed in the first week of March and has spent the last two months building the local, regional, and statewide support that he said would be necessary to win the race. Squire credited his 2017 race with laying the groundwork for the eventual Democratic takeover of the House of Delegates and the Senate in 2019. As for the leak of that opinion, U.S. Supreme Court Justice John Roberts has confirmed the publication of a draft opinion. Here's a press release from the court. Although the document described in yesterday's reports is authentic, it does not represent a decision by the court or the final position of any member on the issues in the case. Roberts has directed the marshal of the court to investigate the source of the leak. In a statement, Governor Glenn Youngkin decried the leak and said it was premature to speculate on what the actual ruling would be. In his statement, Youngkin reminded Virginians that he is pro-life and he's been clear about that since he launched his campaign. He also said that there's much common ground on the issue. As of today, there is no ruling from Judge David Novak on the Goldman v. Brink case. Governor Glenn Youngkin has announced the award of 259 grants to entities across the Commonwealth to mark National Travel and Tourism Week. The funding comes from the Virginia Tourism Corporation's Marketing Leverage Program and Regional Marketing Program grants. Here's a section from the press release sent out on Monday. This funding cycle, local partners will commit more than $12.4 million to match the VTC funding, providing more than $15 million in new marketing activity. The recipients locally are the Blue Mountain Barrel House and Organic Brewery in Afton for their road trip to Nelson 29 promotion, the Boar's Head Resort for their Winter Wander promotion, the Center for Independent Documentary Incorporated in Charlottesville for the La Loba Festival. Charlottesville and Albemarle County for the Historic Vines New Roots promotion. Crozet Park for the Crozet Arts and Crafts Festival. The Ix Art Park Foundation for the Seville Arts Winter Weekends Charlottesville Arts Festival. The Louisa Chamber of Commerce for Unplug and Play 2.0. Louisa County Parks Recreation and Tourism for The Happening Around Corner. Louisa County Events, visit Louisa mobile app. Love Ridge Lodging of Charlottesville for the launch of that program. Nelson County for the Nelson County Dark Skies Trail and the Nelson Winter Market. Orange County for the Orange Uncovered promotion. Queen City Mischief and Magic in Stanton for the Queen City Mischief and Magic Festival. Quirk Charlottesville for their program History, Hiking, and Heritage, a trip to Charlottesville. Southern Revere Cellars LLC for the Land Made promotion. Stanton Augusta Art Center for the Art in the Park promotion. Stanton Music Festival for the Stanton Music Festival and Baroque Fest 2022 program. Summer Stage LLC for the Summer Stage at the Blackburn program. The Front Porch of Charlottesville for the Boots and Bling Fall Gala. 
the TomTom Foundation of Charlottesville for the TomTom Festival, the Virginia Festival of the Wheel in Charlottesville for that Festival of the Wheel, the Wayne Theater Alliance in Waynesboro for an outdoor production, and Waynesboro for the family-friendly Waynesboro program. The amounts are listed in the newsletter. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement. In today's second subscriber-supported public service announcement, that goes out to Camp Albemarle, which has for 60 years been a wholesome, rural, rustic, and restful site for youth activities, church groups, civic events, and occasional private programs. Located on 14 acres on the banks of the Mormons River near Free Union, Camp Albemarle continues as a legacy of being a civilian conservation corps project that sought to promote the importance of rural activities. Camp Albemarle seeks support for a plan to winterize the Hamner Lodge, a structure built in 1941 by the CCC and used by every fourth and fifth grade student in Charlottesville and Albemarle for the study of ecology for over 20 years. If this campaign is successful, Camp Albemarle could operate year-round. Consider your support by visiting campalbemarlevaorg donate. Two more segments to go, and they are related. The Thomas Jefferson Area Coalition for the Homeless, or TJAC, is the lead agency in this region for the U.S. Department of Housing and Development's Continuum of Care program. They cover an area including Charlottesville, Albemarle, and the other localities in the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission. Anthony Harrow is TJAC's executive director. At TJAC, we, we believe everyone deserves a safe place to call home. We believe it's a human right. Um... And we also believe that housing is the end to homelessness. Harrow said the goal of TJAC is to make homelessness as rare, brief, and non-reoccurring as possible. He said homelessness is a symptom of a system that lacks enough resources and coordination. Every year, TJAC participates in the point-in-time survey to measure the size and scope of homelessness in the community. Every year we do it in January. Um, with the goal of trying to identify folks at a time where we're hoping most people are in sheltered settings because of the weather. The count is reported to the Department of Housing and Urban Development, and the same methodology has been used for the past 12 years. The number of people in emergency shelters increased from 144 in January of 2021 to 228 in January of 22. Again, the most significant shift has just occurred over this past year, um, and it's directly related to the pandemic and also um, uh, things that the pandemic has brought with it, like um, high housing costs and lack of available affordable housing. During the pandemic, congregate shelters moved to non-congregate settings as people were set up with private rooms and hotels. TJAC has partnered with Virginia Supportive Housing and the Piedmont Housing Alliance to purchase the Red Carpet Inn on US-29, which has been converted to an emergency shelter. More on that in a moment. Just under 70% of those counted are male, and 98% of those are counted as individuals. 52% are white, 41% are black, and 7 are listed as other. Harrow said the number of people who were chronically homeless dropped from 76 in 22 to 32 in 2014. 
He attributes that to the opening of the crossings at 4th and Preston, a 60-unit single-room occupancy building built by Virginia Supportive Housing. That number has begun to increase, and Haro said there's a need for more permanent supportive housing. Um, and the other really key component to address unsheltered homelessness is street outreach programs. And so we have street outreach through the PATH program at Region 10, which is focused on people living outside with mental health and or substance abuse issues. And um, but, but those resources haven't really changed significantly in, in, in a long time. The point in time count is not the only metric that's used. Haro said TJAC also measures the total number of people served each year, and that figure increased from 290 in 2013 to 528 in 2021. He also said people are staying longer in emergency shelters, with the average length of stay in 2021 at 136 days. Before the pandemic, it was around 40 days, um, 30 to 40 days in shelter was the average. That leads to a lack of turnover in those shelters, leading to shortages in emergency shelter capacity. Haro said the forthcoming 81-unit project at Premier Circle will provide LEAF when it's built, but it will take some time. Ground for the project is expected to be broken next May, and it will be supported by low-income housing tax credits as well as housing choice vouchers. Vice Mayor Juan Diego Wade said constituents have asked him if TJAC has had any outreach to people who panhandle on medians within the city. Have you all, or is there a way to reach out to them to say, yes, here is service, because, you know, they say these many intersections, they see the same people, um, and it concerns them, you know, sometimes they seem as dangerous, and I tell them it's really not anything that we can, we can do. Haro said many of those individuals may not be homeless. Some may be paying for hotels, and some may be living in their own places. People choose to panhandle for many different reasons. Um, for some people, it's a social interaction activity. Um, and for other people, they are they are paying to stay in a hotel that night. And so it, it varies widely. And we do, have, like I said, we do have outreach workers that, that are familiar with many of those individuals. Um, there are new individuals that pop up every now and again and um, that, that I see panhandling. But, uh, and I you know notify our outreach team to see if they can they've been aware of those individuals coming through. Haro said the situation is complex, and that's why it's something for the entire community to pay attention to. Also on Monday, the Albemarle County Architectural Review Board took a look at the initial site for Premier Circle, which involves construction of a four-story building as part of a eventual three-building campus. The property is within the jurisdiction of the county's entrance corridor review guidelines. Chris Taggart is a planner with Albemarle County. The focus is largely on the site landscaping and the building design, the entrance quarter facing elevation of the phase one building. Staff recommended approval of the initial site plan with some recommendations for revisions. That means things like hiding electrical equipment from view, requiring windows to avoid blank walls, and to include a plan indicating how demolition of existing structures would proceed. The building is being designed by BRW Architects, and they were represented Monday by Whitney McDermott. The TJAC Premier Circle initial plan before you today, um, it's a component of a larger vision that is a partnership between the Thomas Jefferson Area Coalition on uh, for Homelessness, TJAC, um, Virginia Supportive Housing, um, the who is developing the, um, the building in front of you today, and Piedmont Housing Alliance. 
McDermott said the design of the whole plan is to allow for the existing motel units at the Red Carpet Inn to exist for as long as possible. The Piedmont Housing Alliance will eventually build a 60-unit multifamily building as part of Phase 2, and the third phase will be a future mixed-use building. You can view the entire ARB meeting, it's only about 32 minutes long, in a link in the newsletter. And thank you for listening to this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement for May 3rd, 2022. There's a lot more of this year left to go, and there's many more installments of Charlottesville Community Engagement waiting to be written regardless of what the day is. If you would like to ensure that this continues, the best thing you can do is to contribute through Substack. By subscribing to either a $5 a month or a $50 a year or a $200 a year subscription, that will be matched by the company Tink, just invoiced yesterday for April. Thank you to the many people who have signed up this way to support this brand of community engagement, which I call journalism. That's why it's called Charlottesville Community Engagement. I don't work for anybody except for whoever is paying through Substack or through Patreon. And there's lots of different people who, from all different kinds of walks of life, because they know that here I am, putting this together the same way I've been doing for quite a long time, now just doing it in audio and newsletter form. The next episode may not come out until Thursday. Today was supposed to be a day off, but when I saw the news from Supervisor Price, I had to get to work. And that's, of course, what I do, because, of course, by supporting this program, you ensure that I'm here seven days a week to get to work whenever I need to. Thank you so much. This is exactly what I want to do. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program. Stay, uh, stay unpollinated. Uh, stay tuned for the next installment of the program whenever it comes out. Who knows what will happen between now and then. Another thing that I'm looking for printing soon is the April transactions of property in the city of Charlottesville. I'm hopeful to extend that to Albemarle sometime this year. Lots to get to. I'm Sean Tubbs. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.